single one of them. If you would tonight, turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you will, on tonight. I want to begin this message by uh, sharing a story with you. Comes out of Western folklore, if you will. And the story is told about an old Western town. A guy walks into the saloon in the old Western town and he announces to everybody in the saloon, clear out, Big John is coming. Within a few moments, a mountain of a man arrives riding on an ox and he's dragging a mountain lion with a chain. And that mountain of a man, he, he gets off of the ox and punches it in the head. And he takes the mountain lion and slams it on the ground. And then he says to both the mountain lion and the ox, wait here, I'll be right back. And that mountain of a man, he walks into the saloon and he rips the doors right off the hinges. And he walks up to the bartender and grabs him by the collar and says, give me a drink. The bartender gives him a drink and he takes the bottle and bites the neck right off the bottle and he swallows it down with one guzzle. Bartender in fear looks at him and says, can I get you another one? And he says, no, I got to get out of here. Didn't you hear Big John's coming to town? (laughs) So that wasn't Big John, man. Sometimes problems come into our life, can ride into town like they're Big Bad John. Sometimes problems come in and try and intimidate you and I, can make you feel uh, that, uh, that you don't have any answer for Big John. But there's an answer for Big John tonight. It's called the Word of God and the Holy Ghost of God. Go with me to Second Chronicles chapter 20. This message tonight, uh, actually, I, I started this message. I was finishing the last message that I, I shared here. And uh, so more than a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I was wrapping up that message. And in any case... Uh, as I was concluding getting ready and preparing that message, man, this title just jumped into my mind, and I couldn't get away from it. And uh, the title uh, that I want to share with you is, is The Reward of Faith. That's our title tonight, The Reward of Faith. I wonder if you'll help me with that. Look at somebody and tell them there's a reward for faith. Yeah. Let's go back to my title. Tell them this, The Reward of Faith. Yeah, I couldn't get away from that. And uh, so uh, asked the Lord, actually, it was so strong. I asked the Lord, I was, I was asking him, do you want me to share that meaning last week? And, and uh, no, I was clear in my spirit. I was supposed to share what I shared last week. And I knew this was for a different time. And I had no idea it would be uh, th- this time. But uh, I the, wrote this message out with the guidance of the Lord. And, and, uh, and then no sooner than I had this message done, I... I got a text saying I was going to speak this Sunday night. And I thought, Lord, you are so good. He's the God who sees ahead and then provides. I'm going to say that again. I said, he's the God. He sees ahead in our lives. And if we'll listen to him, you know what he'll do? He'll provide for us. Amen. Uh, In this story, the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, is in trouble. He's in big time trouble. And he's just gotten some bad news. Big John's coming to town. <laughs> uh, but uh, the news he gets in Second Chronicles chapter 20 is that there are three other nations that have banded together and that have not only decided to attack him, they are already in battle array and they are already close to him. And, 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 and he's in trouble. He doesn't have an army strong enough 
let alone to fight one, let alone to fight all three. And they are in, in unison. And, and, and the scripture here says they've already arrived at a place called En Gedi. And doom, impending doom, is certain. Jehoshaphat finds out that he's got a big John type problem. Anybody ever had a big John type problem? I tell you, there are problems sometimes that can arise. And, and the Bible says about this, you can see verse 3, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. It says, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news. And he begged the Lord for guidance. I'm reading, of course, from the New Living Translation, if you will. This news terrified the king of Israel. Uh, more than that, if you look down at verse, uh, at, at verse, 11, verse 12, verse 12 uh, he says, Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do. So he was, think about this problem. Jehoshaphat gets a problem that terrifies him. And the problem's so huge that he says, we, we don't, we're powerless against the problem and we don't even know what to do. That's a problem. I said, that's a big John of a problem. But God is greater than any problem in your life. And he sent me here tonight to remind you that there's no problem big or small that God will not take care of for you. You are the object of his love and the promises of his word have you securely hemmed in on every side. And so we're going to talk in a few moments here about what Jehoshaphat did with this big problem. I want to read some of this story. We're in 2 Chronicles 20, and if you'll allow me, I'm going to read like 10 big verses real fast. We're starting at verse 20. 2 Chronicles 20, I'm going to start at 20. I'm going to end at 30. So what's that, 11 verses? So, so 2 Chronicles 20, verses 20 through 30. Here we go. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord, praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord calls the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as the eye could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could carry. And there was so much plunder, it took them three days to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the Lord, because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And it is still called the Valley of Blessing today. And then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them overjoyed that the Lord had given them the victory over their enemies. And they marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps and lyres and trumpets. And they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. And when all the surrounding kingdoms, listen now, verse 29, when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of 
came, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. I know that's a lot of verses in there. But as I say, this was a huge, huge, unsolvable problem. And in this story, there are some principles I want to share with you briefly tonight about overcoming when the victory seems lost, about overcoming when the challenge seems great, about overcoming when there seems to be a problem that's unsolvable. Number one, the reward of faith. What's my title tonight? The reward of faith. The reward. You know, faith has a reward. Praise God. And number one, the reward of faith comes to those who diligently seek him. That's my first point. Listen to me now. The reward of faith comes to those who diligently seek him. Now, here in this story, we can see Jehoshaphat was diligent about seeking the Lord. And you can see that at verse 3 and 4. He was terrified of this news, begged the Lord for his guidance. He also offered everyone in Judah beginning. uh, uh, He ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. You can see they're seeking God and they're serious about it. If you look down at uh, verse 11, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 11, he says this, Now see how they reward us. They have come to throw us out of your land. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, slip down to verse 12. "Oh, Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do. But we are looking to you for help. That's what I want you to see. They said, Jehoshaphat, as the leader said, we're looking to you for help. And the Bible says here, what we read there uh, in verse uh, four, that uh, he ordered everyone to fast and to seek the Lord. And so the reward of the Lord comes to those who diligently seek him. And when you have a big John of a problem, you need to remember if you'll be serious. Sometimes people have a problem, but they're not serious with God about it. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Sometimes people say, well, Lord, I want your help, but they're not really serious. They say they want the Lord's help, but when when it's time to do whatever the Lord says, they won't do that. Sometimes people say, well, Lord, I want you to help me. And then when the Lord tells them, go down front, let that minister pray for you. They say, I ain't going down there. But but people who are serious won't be worried about who's sitting in the pew next to them. When, When you've got a problem and you really want God's help and you really get serious about God's help, you'll diligently seek him. The scripture here says they began to fast and pray. He ordered the nation of Israel to fast and to pray and to seek the Lord. And the Bible says in in Hebrews 11, uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, that God rewards those who what? Who diligently seek him. Read those first six verses. And you got a problem. Listen, it's never too late. Start seeking the Lord. Find out from the Lord. Start seeking the Lord. Seek the Lord. He'll show you exactly what to do. When you get serious about seeking him, God will show up big time in your situation because the reward of the Lord comes to those who diligently seek him. Secondly, the reward of the Lord, the reward of the Lord is always preceded by the prayer of faith. I'm going to say that again. I said the reward of the Lord is always preceded by the prayer of faith. In other words, the prayer of faith always comes before the reward of the Lord. So where do you get that in this story? Because when Jehoshaphat calls the people to pray, look at verse 5. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem and in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord, and he prayed, O Lord our God, 
our ans- uh, oh God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you, O oh God. Um, you, uh, uh, oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. And they said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, famine, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. And we can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. You know, this prayer sounds a lot like the prayer that the disciples prayed in the book of Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4, the disciples are threatened for using and praying the name of Jesus. And uh, they take that threat right back, the Bible says, to their own company. And they began to pray. You remember that prayer in Acts chapter 4? Do you remember what happened after they prayed? The ground shook underneath their feet. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They had a problem, but they did just what Jehoshaphat did here. Jehoshaphat was really saying, in essence, we've got a problem, but no problem is bigger than our God. He was saying, in effect, our God is bigger than our problem. He was saying, in effect, the problem is no match for our God. He was saying, God, you are in control. You are the one with all the power. And he was saying, we as a nation are going to trust you. And I tell you, anytime you get to talking to God like that, there's going to be victory. There's going to be victory show up at your door. And just the same way they pray. And you know, you can tell a lot about a person just by the way they pray. You understand what I mean by that? You, you can tell a lot about where someone's coming from spiritually just by how they pray. And, and, you, and you, can, you can pick up when, when people are praying and there's faith in the prayer, when there's faith in the prayer. Oh, but when there's faith in the prayer, victory is on the way. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. When there's faith in the prayer, victory is on the way. You can pray all day long, just crying, just moaning, just complaining, and not get anything from the Lord. But oh, when you begin to remind God of his holy word, when you begin to remind God of his faithfulness, when you begin to think about how good and how faithful God's been to you, when you begin to think about where God bought you from, when you begin to think about problems that you had that were unsolvable, but the Lord stepped in and gave you the victory right on time. When you begin to think about how you had no job, somebody won't say amen, but you went down on a bended knee and you decided to seek the Lord and you asked the Lord to help you and God came through and gave you a job. Hey, God made a way where there was no way. He's a way maker. He's a need meter. He's a door opener. And they began to pray, but there was the element of faith mixed in with the prayer. Glory to God. (laughs) And when there's faith mixed into the prayer, God gets to working, angels get to moving, the word gets to accomplishing, victory gets to coming. So the reward of faith is always preceded by the prayer of faith. Praise God. Not only that, thirdly, the reward of faith will never come from people. If you're looking for the people from your reward, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Wish I had a bigger amen there. I said the reward of faith is never going to come from people. You say, where do you see that in this text? Let your eyes go down to verse 11 in their prayer, in their prayer to God, verse 11, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 11. They said, now, 
see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance, O God. But what he says before that is he says, when you gave us the land, he says, God, you gave us this land. And when you gave us this land, he says, God, we could have attacked all three of these nations then, but we didn't attack them. And now he says, now look how they reward us. But I came to tell you tonight, your reward, the reward of faith is never going to come from people. You want a reward, you want a reward from people, then you're doing things maybe to be seen by people, or you got to double check your motive on that thing. Because uh, if you read over in Matthew 6, chapter 5, I don't have time to go there. You can read it on your own. Matthew 6, chapter 5 talks about when we pray. If you're looking for uh, people to hear you when you pray and see what you do and see what you give, the Bible says you already got your reward. If, if you just want the praise of men, that's all the, the Bible says that's all the reward you're going to get. But there's a reward of faith when God will show up. And when God shows up, God brings his blessing with him. And there's a reward to standing in faith. And it may look like everything is bleak and everything's going down and you're not going to make it, but there's a reward when a man or a woman will stand in faith and confess the mighty word of God in spite of what they see, in spite of what they feel, in spite of what people are telling them. When somebody will stand in faith, there is a reward of faith that can't come from people. I wish I had a bigger amen there. Not only that, fourthly, the reward of faith comes to those who let the Lord fight the battle. I said the reward of faith comes to those who let the Lord fight the battle. And sometimes people want to fight their own battle. And if you're going to fight your own battle, then just the Lord's going to step aside and just let you fail doing that. Until we turn to him and say, Lord, the battle's not mine. The battle's yours. I want you to fight the battle. And you can see that because after they prayed and they prayed the prayer of faith, the spirit of God came on a man and he began to prophesy. He prophesied to King Jehoshaphat and he prophesied to the nation of Israel. And you can see this uh, down at verse, uh, at verse uh, 19. As the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and children, the spirit of the Lord... I'm sorry, I said 19, that was 13, this is 14. Verse 14, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of uh, Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Now look what he says, verse 15. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens up in the wilderness of uh, Jerel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Glory be to God. And God prophesied, I'm the one who's going to fight this battle. And when you let the Lord fight the battle, the good thing about letting the Lord fight the battle, there's a promise of victory. 
I said, Jill, when you let him fight the battle, you're going to always get the victory. It doesn't matter if you're the underdog. If the Lord fight the battle, you'll come out on top. It doesn't matter if they said you're not going to make it. If the Lord fight the battle, you'll come out with the victory. It doesn't matter if they said you're not going to make it. It's not going to happen. When you let the Lord fight the battle, you'll come out with the blessing. I wish I had one amen in here. I said, when the Lord fights the battle, you'll get the victory. Glory to God. You know, our problem so often is we don't let the Lord fight the battle. We want to fight the battle. I lost all my amens. One of the, one of the main ways that people take over fighting the battle and they take the battle out of the hands of the Lord. Listen to me now. One of the main ways when people get out of love. Brother won't get no amen teaching like that. Don't let the enemy get you out of love. Don't let people get you out of love. Be your normal, kind, sweet self. Keep walking on in faith. Somebody does you wrong, just bless them in the name of the Lord. <laughs> hey, I said, if you'll stay in the Lord, if you'll stay in love, you'll let the Lord fight the battle. But when we get in the flesh, get in the flesh. Oh, no, I ain't there. Oh, they did what? They said what? Oh, you said what? Oh, no. Oh, you did what? Oh, no. Guess what? Guess who's fighting that battle? You fighting that battle. Oh, but when the Lord fights the battle, you can stay in love. Because you can say, God, you got this. My job is to love the people and obey your word. You got this. <laughs> oh, the reward of faith comes to those who let the Lord fight the battle. I wish I had an amen in here. Let the Lord fight the battle. Stop getting into confrontations and conflict with people. People are not your problem. Brother won't get an amen teaching like that. Stay out of conflict with people at the traffic light. Stay out of conflict with people down on your job. Stay out of conflict with people. People want to stay out of that. Walk in love. Bless people. Let the Lord fight the battle. I'm doing a better job preaching this thing than y'all are saying amen. (laughs) The reward of the Lord comes to those who will let the Lord fight the battle. Next, the reward of the Lord begins with the joy of the Lord. I said, the reward of the Lord, it begins with the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10 said, the joy of the Lord is your what? Is your strength. Praise God. Praise God. Joy is a spiritual force that doesn't come from man, doesn't come from things. Somebody think, well, I get a new Cadillac. I'm going to have some joy. That Cadillac can't bring you joy. You might have a temporary measure of happiness. I don't know. That house on the hill might give you a temporary measure of happiness. But those things collect dust and rust and things that, 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 that later become an old bag of bolts. But real joy comes from Jesus. There's one source of real joy and his name is Jesus. And you can be broke in the natural and be full of joy. <laughs> you can be without a job in the natural and be full of joy. The odds can be tipped against you in the natural, but you be full of joy. It can look bleak in the natural, but you can be full of joy because the reward of the Lord begins with the joy. I wish I had one amen in here. Begins with the joy of the Lord. And you've heard it before. You can't afford to let Satan steal your joy. He's a thief. That word thief in John 10, 10 means klepto, kleptomaniac. He tries to sneak it. He tries to sneak and steal your joy. He tries to send people to get in your way and steal your joy. He's trying to sneak it without you knowing it. He's trying to pick your pocket without you knowing it. Got a kleptomaniac. Oh, but sometimes if you feel like the enemy tried to steal your joy, all you got to do is say, ha, ha, ha. Devil, you're a liar. Ha, ha, ha. 
Ha, ha, ha. My car didn't start. Ha, ha, ha. The air conditioner broke. Ha, ha, ha. We hot in this house. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but we're going to make it. God is good. God is faithful. God has never failed me. Hey, glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. And so the reward of the Lord begins with the joy of the Lord. Next, number six, listen, the reward of the Lord comes to those who will believe his word. Brother lost all his amens. I get an amen and then lose it on the next point. I should call this the roller coaster sermon. Y'all say amen and then no. Amen and then no. No, I was messing with you. The reward of the Lord comes to those who believe his word. In spite of obstacles, they believe his word. In spite of problems, they believe his word. In spite of how they feel in their body, they believe his word. In spite of what people say against them, they believe his word. In spite of how it looks in the natural, they believe his word. In spite of what their bank account says, they believe his word. The reward of the Lord comes to those who believe his word. When you look at uh, this uh, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, The Bible says here, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped. Why did he stop the army? And he said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithfulness endures forever. Glory be to God. That sounds like somebody with the victory. I said, that sounds like Acts 16, round verse 25 with Paul and Silas in a prison cell, beaten with their feet and hands fast in the stocks. And they broke out into a praise, started singing hymns of praise. Acts 16, 25, they started singing hymns of praise unto God. And as they magnified the Lord in the midst of a negative situation, magnified the Lord in the midst of being put in jail, they magnified the Lord. Even though their feet had been put in the stocks and their hands in the stocks, they magnified the Lord. Even though their backs had been bloodied, they were beaten just for, 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 for carrying on the work of the Lord and using the name of the Lord. They magnified the Lord in that prison cell. And God sent an earthquake and shook that prison cell from the foundations and set them free. Glory be to God. The reward of the Lord comes to those who believe his word. And in spite of your senses, in spite of how you feel, in spite of what you're going through, if you'll believe the word, believe the word. He also said, believe, we're going to believe the prophet, the man of God had spoken. And he said, we're going to believe what the prophet has spoken because they knew they had a word from God. But can I tell you this? You've got a surefire word from God right here in this book. Right here in the mighty word of God, when you will believe his word, his word is more sure than the word of any man. His word is more sure than the word of of anybody that you know. This book, the promises in this book will stand the test of time. The promises in this book are greater than your problem. And we can trust the Lord. And when we believe the word, when we believe what he said, believe the word, believe the word, believe the word, guess what? We get the reward. I've said so often in my testimony, you've heard my, so many of my testimonies and of, of just how good God's been to me, but I was believing God for a roof to be replaced on my house. It wasn't recovered by my insurance and, and, um, and it had been covered and then it became a fire hazard because I lived on a golf course and it was a wood shake roof and the insurance company 
created a policy that anybody with that type of roof would shake. It's an expensive roof, but a wood shake roof, they could no longer cover it because they deemed it a fire hazard. So they took that off the books and said, your whole house is covered except for that roof. And it happened just before I was getting ready to sell my house. It was at a, it was at a perfect storm. And when I prayed about it, the Lord told me, you know what to do. And when I thought about it, I realized that I did. And I went outside and I looked at that roof and the Lord said, you know what to do. And I thought, man, that is a big roof. That is a big roof. That was two, four bedroom house and two, oh man, that is a big roof up there. And I said, I know what I need to do. I need to speak to that roof. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know when, because it was going to be something like 20, over $20,000 to replace the roof. They put a bad roof on top of a good roof before I ever bought the house. I didn't know that. But, but anyway, to fix it, it was going to cost more than 20 grand. I was going to have to come up with that out of my pocket. I had a big John of a problem. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but as I spoke to the roof and said, I, I have a new roof in the name of Jesus. Every shingle is new. I see a new roof up there. Seemed to me in the inner recesses of my mind that that roof spoke back to me and said, you ain't got the money for me. I went on back in the house. (laughs) My problem was too big. But I got in the word and I started reading the promises of God's word and the Lord sent me back out there. And I went back out there and said, in the name of Jesus, I've got a new roof. And every day when I backed out, I stopped the car for a moment and spoke to my roof. And every day when I came home for lunch, I stopped the car and spoke to the roof. And when I backed out to go back to work, I stopped the car and spoke to the roof. How long did you do that? I think I did that for six months, six, six, six or eight months. But then my real estate agent, I mean, my uh, insurance guy called one day and said, I got a brand new insurance project that fits you, uh, 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 something I can sell an insurance, uh, um, not project, an insurance uh, item that I can sell and it fits you perfectly. And he said, I already put you in it. And I said, what is that? And um, he said, you have to have been with us at least 10 years. You have to have paid all your premiums. You've had to have little or no claims. And he said, you fit that. I already put you in it. I said, break it down for me. What does it really mean? He said, you're going to pay lower premiums and everything's covered. I said, what, what, my, my, I'm concerned about my roof. He said, oh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Your roof is now covered. We went from instantly no coverage on the roof to just like that. The reward of faith comes to those who believe God's word. And if what you're believing for, if the manifestation of it, if faith is now, we receive right now, we receive right now. But if what you're believing for doesn't manifest itself by this Friday, don't give up your faith. Keep the switch of faith turned on. There's a reward to faith. The reward of faith comes to those who will believe God's word. Oh my, let me give you this last one real quick. The reward of faith comes to those who will give all the glory to God. That's my final point. The reward of seven. The reward of faith comes to those who will give all the glory to God. At the end of this story, the Bible says, and we'll read one more time at verse 28, they marched into Jerusalem. And first of all, before they marched into Jerusalem, uh, God confused those armies. They fought against one another. They killed one another. And when Israel got to the battlefield, just like the Lord said, the Lord had fought the battle and all the enemy was dead. And all they could see, as far as the eye could see, was dead soldiers of the three armies. They turned on each other and they fought each other before Israel ever got to the battlefield. So all three armies attacked one another, killed each other. When Israel arrived, there were just dead armies in front of them. And so they collected the spoils. And the Bible says it took them three days to collect the spoils. But on the fourth day, they went down in the valley 
and they got their faces before God. And they started saying, God, you're the one who made this victory possible. And they started giving God the glory. And then there, they called it, they nicknamed it the Valley of Blessing, the Valley of Blessing. And it says there, verse 27, that all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. And they marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps and lyres and trumpets. And they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. And when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. The reward of the Lord. There's a reward. There's a reward. And God will give you his reward. And when you trust him in faith and when you stand in faith, then his reward will come to you. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep worshiping. Keep, keep standing on the word. Keep letting him fight the battle. Keep seeking him diligently. Keep praying faith-filled prayers. And keep giving him all of the glory and watch the Lord bring you through to the other side. Let's pray. Father, we've endeavored in our time to share what you uh, laid upon our hearts and uh, the reward of faith. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your reward is always in your hand. And we thank you, Father God, that this message can be applied differently in all of our lives. So we trust you through the mighty Holy Spirit, through the power of your written word to guide and direct this message in application in our hearts and lives. Thank you, Father, for bringing us the victory. Yet again and again and again, you're moving to give your people victory, and we thank you for it. Someone's going through a tough time tonight. Father, remind them that there's a reward. There's a reward to faith. The reward of faith will bring them through every single time. We'll give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Just before we go, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here tonight, listening under the sound of my voice, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. That means you're not sure what would happen to you if you were to die. God forbid you were to pass away from this earth without making Jesus your Lord. You're not sure what would happen to you, but you want to be sure. The Bible says you can be sure. Jesus died for you, and I'll pray for you, and you can leave here knowing that you've been born again, knowing that heaven is your home. Real quick, ushers, help me. Is there anybody here and you say, I'm not born again, I've not been born again, but I want to be. Is there anybody here like that? I want to be born again. Anybody here like that? Is there anybody here tonight and you say, I'm, I've been born again, but I'm not living for Christ. I'm not living right. I know I'm not living right. I'm not seeking God like I should be because I'm not living right. But I want to make it right tonight. I want to get right with God. Is anybody here like that? Let me see your hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody here like that? Someone watching or listening to me. Is that a hand there? Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to pray for you. Someone watching. You may feel like, man, I need to be born again. Well, we're going to say a prayer in a moment, and you can get in on that prayer. You can be born again. You can write in and let us know that you prayed that prayer with a minister, and God will touch you and move upon your life and upon your heart. God's got something good for you. And the reward of the Lord, as I said, and... and uh, and, and, and my first point, the reward of the Lord comes to those who diligently seek him. And when you're diligent about seeking him, you don't care what people think. What people think is of no consequence. You, you need something from God. You need to hear from God. And you, you're, you're, after, you're after your blessing. 
So if you raise your hand, or you should have raised your hand, I'm going to do just what I said. I'm going to pray for you. I w- all I want you to do is just stand up on your feet right now. You raised your hand, or you should have raised your hand. All I want you to do is stand up on your feet. God's going to touch you. God's got a reward. There is a reward of faith. Stand right up on your feet. What I want you to do is just take a bold step. Come right down here and let me pray for you. God's going to touch you. If you come down here, let me pray for you. Your hand was up. You want prayer? Come on down here and let me pray for you. Let God help you. The reward of faith. Somebody right here, you may be saying, well, uh, I'll just uh, pray quietly. Listen, God wants to help you. If you listen to your heart and obey him, the reward of faith will come to you. All right. Well, we're going to have all of our prayer workers come forward. And these anointed men and women are here to pray for you. If you have something you want them to agree with you on, come on down here and they will pray with you and you won't leave here like you came. They're not here to counsel you, but they're here to pray with you. They're anointed and ready for prayer. Ladies, go to the ladies. Guys, go to the guys. You know how we do it by now. All right, brothers and sisters, stand up on your feet. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the application of this word in each individual life. We'll give you all the glory and honor and praise. And Father, For uh, someone who raised their hand but didn't come, Father, we pray your mercy and your grace upon them. Father God, we thank you for meeting every need of their life, every need in this place. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we want you to have a great 4th of July. Hey, be safe out there. Don't go doing what Pastor Tad was talking about down there, pointing pointing stuff at people. Don't do that. Have a good time and uh, be safe. And we'll see you back here Wednesday night. Our power. God bless you one and all.